You're very welcome to Radio Aspoil episode 25, if I'm stand corrected. This is the first episode of uh, 2023. Uh, I think our last episode, 24, went out in, that was on MH370, that went out in November, December. Uh, so it's good to be back. Uh, what are we discussing uh, today? The uh, Nicola Bully case. Uh, a missing person. Missing person, that is, as it stands. Uh, very, very quick um, rules. Uh, kind of housework. When I do these missing cases, I also do true crime here on Radio Spoil. Uh, facts. Reality. We don't do conspiracy. Wild speculation. That sort of thing. Um, be respectful in the comments. If you do comment. And they are very welcome. Um, as always let's get rid of the basic stuff. Um, wherever you're seeing this. Whether on video or podcast. That's why I do um, radio spoil. Um, like. Subscribe on YouTube if you want. Uh, share. Of course. Great. Click the proverbial notification bell if you want to see other stuff that I do and that's the other thing I want to stress here when I cover sensitive cases like this uh, on a missing person or a true crime case um, you are not going to get me here doing YouTube lives and covering what this person or that person had for breakfast or whatever the minutia of a case is uh, that's not the way I deal with it here I generally work on cases like this the Nicola Bully case boom that's the case that's the timeline that's what happened these are the facts I have three pillars I work on the case the facts as we know them that has been disclosed how the media in general is dealing with them, mainstream media, TV, radio, and then how social media is dealing with it. I don't do follow-ons to timelines of missing people unless there is a conclusion. We'll talk a little bit more in this timeline on that. So grab whatever you want, coffee, a tea, a beer, whatever. We're going to go into this case now. There are going to be some video inserts what I think is relevant to this case and uh, yeah look let's just get on with it uh, thank you for joining me my name is Mick Rooney I'm a journalist and that's the approach I take to this case okay let's go this is Nicola Bully this is Willow two important entities in this case okay I I'm not certain but I believe Willow is a female brown spaniel. Okay. Here's a summary of the case. Nicola Bully, 45, a mortgage advisor, was last seen on Friday morning, January the 27th, at around 9.20am while walking her dog along the river Wire. I believe it's Wire. I often, and forgive me if I slip into it, I sometimes do Weir because it's a very common... Uh, word uh, 
for areas in the UK. So if you hear me slipping into it, don't kill me. It, it's it's just a slip. Uh, it's wire in St. Michael's on wire, Lancashire. She has just dropped off her two daughters, aged six and nine, at the local school in the village. We'll take a look at all that in a second. Miss Bully's phone was found, apparently, apparently, still engaged on a work call on a park bench nearby, along with the harness and lead for our dog, Willow. Uh, Springer Spaniel. I, I actually, in many, many years ago, I had a Springer Spaniel. I actually know a little bit about Springer Spaniels. I actually had a Cocker Spaniel um, in my younger days. Uh, so I do know a little bit about their temperament. <laughs> now we're going to get into the timeline. Okay. So Friday, January the 27th, 2023. This is the basic description issued by Lancashire Police. Uh, I don't know whether it was on the day. I believe it might have been the following days. I'll talk a little bit more about, you know, missing persons and how that and, you know, the whys and wherefore. Why didn't I hear about this case? Why is this case getting more attention? We'll, we'll deal with that here. So clothing description. Nicola is white. Five foot three inches tall, with light brown shoulder length hair. She speaks with an Essex accent. Essex being, for my other viewers outside of the UK, is a county uh, within England. She was last seen wearing a long, knee-length black quilted gillet with a hood, the coat. She had a black Engelbert Strauss coat underneath, which had long sleeves and came to her waist. England cold tone of year you're gonna double jacket up and by the way excuse me i'm head cold so she was wearing tight black jeans and had long green walking socks tucked into her jeans she was wearing size five ankle length green wellington boots from next next a shop um a, a retail outlet clothing outlet in the uk and i think other areas of the uh, the British Isles. Her hair was tied into a ponytail. She was wearing a pale blue Fitbit wristwatch. I'll talk more about the Fitbit wristwatch. Don't worry, it's coming up. Okay, now these are released police, Lancashire police images um, I believe these were, I'm not quite sure whether these were, the, the, the elevation suggests to me that this isn't doorbell, this is a CCTV from her house. I'm going to, again, I'm going to talk more about that regarding the house, her partner, Paul, and other things around the case. We, we'll touch on that, so just, you know, we are getting there. Um, there's a blue tint on these photographs that were released. The jacket you see, the outer jacket, the full outer jacket, is actually much darker than these uh, images show. It's actually more black than it is blue. And don't get me started on black and blue. Um, so just to be clear on that. Again, this is another image uh, at her house as she was leaving that morning 
you can see the dog present down here so she's loaded the car uh, and she has two young children with her age nine and six her daughters and she's doing the proverbial school run this is the timeline as we have it i'm going to quickly go through it um, I'm going to show you a video also after so you can get more perspective on this but without commenting I'm just going to go through the timeline as we know it as has been released by Lancashire Police 826 Nicola leaves her home address with her children two children 8.40am Nicola drops her children off at school and has a brief conversation with another parent. Key, key in an element that there's a fix on where she was and what she's doing. 8.43am Nicola walked along the path by the river wire having dropped her children off at school. Her car remains in the schoolyard car park. Okay, that's important. 8.47 a.m. to 8.50 a.m. approximately. Uh, again, when people, witnesses uh, recall something, we can't be absolutely sure of their timing, their perfect timing. They probably have a general idea of timing, but we can't be absolutely sure. So 8.47, 8.50 a.m., a dog walker, somebody who knows Nicola, they recognized her this is a small local village in the UK this is not some sprawling mass they saw her walking around the lower field with her dog the area where she walks a dog along the river uh, wire their two dogs interacted briefly before the witness left the field via the path so the witness has left 8:53 a.m. Nicholas sent an email to a boss. Now, I want to be clear about that. The phone data has been extracted. And I, I, I always, I, I know people might feel it's been pedantic in a little way. Her phone, the phone registered to Nicola, the phone that Nicola owns, sent recorded an email to our boss we can't be certain who sent that mail who was using the phone so keep that in mind okay one can presume reasonably that it was nicola who sent that email 8:57 a.m she sends another communication this time it's a message to a friend about a play day for their children I believe this person was uh, initially she knew as a client she was doing work for as a mortgage advisor uh, to purchase a house obviously they got to know each other they became friends and she was organizing a play date later I believe that week again this is an important detail 9.01 a.m. She logs into a team called, this is the company that she works for as a mortgage advisor. Um, I want to stress, 
she logged into this call at 9.01 a.m. as listening to it. She actually put her phone on mute. In other words, and this is important when we get into later details. In other words, people on that call, I'm sure there were multiple people on that work call, could not see or hear what she was doing. She was monitoring the call. 9.10 a.m. approximately, this has never been established. It's a witness saying, I think I was saw Nicola across in that field at approximately 9.10 a.m. Another witness, somebody who knows Nicola, again, also who recognised her, saw her on the upper field, we'll do the maps, walking your dog, Willow. Both witnesses confirm later to police that the dog is off the lead and not wearing the dog brace harness. 9.20 a.m., Nicola's mobile phone is later GPS located to the bench it was found on. Okay? So mobile phone close to or on bench is later found. Data extracted from it. GPS location meaning that's where that phone was pinged at that point at that time. Now, 9.30 a.m. Officially, the work team call that Nicola was on, uh, it effectively, it ends. But Nicola remains on the call, logged into the team's call. Uh, most people, when a call ends, yeah, and sometimes minutes before, when we know that we're on a work call and it's coming to an end, we're all, you know, clicking, oh, right, good luck, see you. You know, goodbye, you know, we're all. But Nicholas phone remained on that, logged into that call. 9.33 a.m. Nicholas mobile phone and Willow, the dog, were found at a bench by a local business owner walking her own dog. Nicholas dog is pacing between the riverbank and a nearby entrance gate. I think this is called something like the Whispering. The, have I got the name right? The Whisper. The, the name escapes me. It'll come back to me. Uh, it's 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 a gate um, close to the bench, and the dog is in somewhat of an agitated state. Owner not there, as you would expect. The lead and dog brace is also located close to the bench on the ground. <laughs> 9.35 a.m. She The lady ties Willow up and returns home because she has an imminent appointment that morning. I, I'm going to get into that more later. Okay, so just go with us. 9.35, 10.50 a.m. The woman find her on returning home nearby. She lives close by. Speaks to her daughter-in-law who immediately knew who the dog belonged to when she recounted details to her. Efforts to commence to locate Nicola and the nearby school and her partner at home are contacted. Police have been very circumspect about the identity of the woman who first came across the phone 
<coughs> excuse me, and dog at the bench and the exact circumstances, why the dog was tied up, who phoned who, and who visited the scene at the bench before police were alerted, just before 11 a.m. Okay, 11.50 to 11 a.m. <coughs> so we've got something of a, a gap here. Phone and dog found, 9.33 a.m. Police not officially alerted or even aware that something, an event has taken place or they should be aware of until 10.50. So between 10.50 and 11 a.m. the police receive a formal missing person inquiry by Paul Ansel, Nicholas' partner. It is unclear the chain of events that have occurred over the past 75 minutes, 75, 77 minutes, okay, we're there, thereabouts, and why it took so long for them to be alerted to a riverbank find incident that occurred earlier. Again, we'll explore that later. The location, St. Michael's on the wire, Lancashire. Okay, just, I know people are all over the world here the uk britain what does it even you know where is that where exactly is are we talking about that's where it is the red piece you see there that's the county in england uh it's quite northern i think it's above wales not quite as northern as scotland so that just puts in mind where it is and you can see it's on the coast of the Irish Sea. This is a general map uh, of the area. I'm going to very quickly go through this because I think there's a video uh, insert coming up shortly. Um, this is the infamous river wire. Okay, if you follow me. Okay, you can see it's quite a undulating and... You know, there's a lot of bends and twists in it. Uh, you can see it's quite a rural area. There are some to the top here, the top left. Uh, you can see, you know, housing estates. Um, by the way, the school is actually out of picture below. Okay. Um, this is... The so-called last known area this is where the bench actually is it's on this very sharp elbow uh, this is um, where the actual phone and the willow the dog were found um, and there's an access path to get out back out into the village from here through like a, a footbridge uh, out onto the main road into the village um when i stress that just basic points here you've got a what i'm showing here a lower field and an upper field these are important because they're the two witnesses that saw nicola that morning this is the bench itself okay N typical park bench nondescript bit worn and faded um this is obviously taken after because this is the actual lancashire police notification of a missing person 
uh, nailed to the uh, tree. Uh, you can see the sort of makeshift fencing around uh, the area. I believe just out of picture here, there's a turnstile sort of uh, gate uh, that you walk through uh, to get to the footbridge. Uh, this is looking out onto the area where police, working theory, supposedly believe that maybe Nicola entered the water. You can see there's a slight incline on the banking it's not heavily grassed the water is a bit snar the excuse me the grass is a bit snarly and a lot of twigs and uh undergrowth sort of there um and you can see that the water itself is i think this image was taken a day after the incident um there was a moderate flow on the river, but as you can see, this is not a particularly, this is certainly not what we call a fast flowing river, which has been in other uh, media organization, organizations described. Um, now, let's all understand that water, particularly rivers, can be grossly underestimated as to their currents, tidals, swirls. You know, they can look like almost like a pond, uh, but you know, they have their dangers. Uh, you don't know what's down there, what's below. Uh, we have learned that along this patch, this edge, that there were some rocks slightly below that on the day the water height was approximately 18 to inches to about two foot. Obviously it's much deeper out here in the center. But generally, you know, you fall in there, you would expect to, you know, have a bit of a shock, but to be able to clamber back out. But that depends on the circumstances that you enter that river okay at this point uh, I'm gonna stop I'm gonna show you uh, a video timeline and I want you to pay attention in this video to the um, the walk that Nicola did with her dog and incidentally I also want to point out this wasn't just a walk that she did with Willow her dog sometimes her partner would take the dog out in the morning for the walk sometimes they would both go together for the walk but this was a regular walk that they did and it was generally in a loop out of the village from the footbridge and access point where they go down the footpath keep walking lower field upper field they might let the dog loose in the uh, fields, the upper and lower fields. And then they would, or she on this morning, would then follow her normal route and double back and follow the pattern back eastward uh, to where she entered the river area. And then she would just simply walk back to her car which was only several minutes away parked on the other side other side of the river and 
whatever either go pick groceries up or return to her uh, home uh, she spent an awful lot of time like her husband working from uh, home as well as going out on site visits to houses and properties and what have you uh, for the nature of her business anyway go look at the video and you'll see what I mean okay so the search and police investigation uh, January 27th day of the incident police arrive at the river bank between uh, again 10 50 uh, 11 a.m. when it's reported uh, they arrive my understanding is obviously they didn't arrive until after 11 a.m. so we believe sometime between 11 a.m. and noon police officers arrived remember uh, for goodness sake like this was reported as something unusual stuff found on a bench a dog running agitated back and forward this you know th there wasn't helicopters and search teams suddenly arriving here police hadn't even assessed what was going on until they arrived so please bear that in mind police eventually get fully aware of all the circumstances the find what's going on here they have to appraise the situation uh, remember nobody's seeing anybody drowning in the water or anything like that there isn't ambulances suddenly arriving uh, they're simply appraising a find at a bench that is slightly odd somebody has reported the find the partner has linked that yeah that that sounds like our dog and my wife or my partner went out taking him for a walk she hasn't come back uh, what's going on by mid-afternoon as time passes a diving search team is deployed into the river with boats January the 28th, Lancashire Constabulary deploy drones, helicopters and police search dogs as part of the major missing person operation. So now it's officially a missing person search operation. They are assisted by Lancashire Fire and Rescue Services as well as Boland Pennine Mountain Rescue Team and the uh, Northwest Underwater Search Team. <coughs> Excuse me. January the 29th, local residents hold a meeting at the village hall to organise a search for Nicola at 10.30am on Sunday and around 100 people join the search. So this is when it's beginning to start hitting the media fully. Police urge volunteers to exercise caution describing the river and its banks as extremely dangerous and saying that activity in these areas present present a genuine risk to the public I just want to note take it for what it will that tree also had a warning about uh, people being careful at the riverbank and being surprised by the depth of the water or you know that it was dangerous water those 
council, whatever, I assume local council notifications were on a number of areas along that uh, river wire uh, area. January the 30th, Superintendent Sally Riley, who's now been appointed and following up on this case from Lancashire Constabulary, says police are keeping a really open mind about what could have happened and that they are not treating her disappearance as suspicious. Okay, so they've no evidence that something is suspicious here. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but it's interesting, already two days in, they're already saying to the public, nothing to see here, nothing suspicious, we're just dealing with a missing person. January 31st, Lancashire Constabulary speak with a potential witness, a man who has been walking a small white fluffy dog near the river wire at the time of her disappearance. Her family released a statement saying they have been overwhelmed by the support in their community and that her daughters are desperate to have their mummy back home safe. This really is now when the case is starting to gather, not just local, regional, but it, it's it's we're now into a stage where something something's weird here. Um, we're now into where national TV media. We'll talk about that later. Calm down. Start to get to grips with this case. Fabi the first. Nicholas' parents, Ernest and Dot Bully, speak to media about the horror they faced over the possibility of never seeing her again. Her father says, We just dread to think we will never see her again. If the worst came to the worst and she was never found, how will we deal with that for the rest of our lives? Fabi the second, Lancashire Constabulary speak with more witnesses. A second witness who they identify with the help of the public uh, CCTV but the witness tells police they did not have any further information to aid their inquiry. Officers from the North West Police Underwater and Marine Support Unit searched the area close to where Nicholas' mobile phone was found, <coughs> while police divers continued to scour the river wire. Meanwhile, her family appealed to the public for help tracing her. Speaking with Sky News, her sister Louise Cunningham said, There has got to be somebody who knows something, and all we are asking is, no matter how small or big, if there is anything you remember that doesn't seem right, then please reach out to the police. Get in touch and get my sister back. Nicholas' father says his family hope their interview would spark a light that would lead to her being found. With the permission of Nicholas' family friend, Tillian lists... I think she did this on social media. Uh, lists uh, 11 things she thinks the public should know about Nicholas' disappearance. This includes why Willow wasn't wearing a brace harness. The family and friends of Nicola Bully are becoming increasingly distressed about wild online speculation and unfounded claims. <coughs> Excuse me. And again, this is when the case has now got to a national... and. Actually, at this stage, it's now getting to an international profile. And we're starting to see the distress on the family, the frustration for them. And we're already seeing the, the wild speculation start to get in. And already the family feel 
the friends and family of Nicola, Nikki, feel that enough of this now. We need to s step in and start to address what people are saying, particularly on social media, and pretty much running away with themselves. So, Tillian lists out some points to sort of, as it were, correct maybe what they feel of frustration that maybe the Lancashire police themselves could have done, you know, to also allay some of the speculation. So let's start with that. So she clarifies, Paul and Nicky both mostly work from home, which is why he was at home that day. They have CCTV and there is a reason why Paul has never been a suspect. <coughs> Family and friends need these accusations to stop immediately. The fact that I've had to write this is disgusting, to be honest. They both do this walk regularly and Paul is very well known in the community and very well recognised. The dog never has a harness on for a chunk of that walk. It's removed at the gate at the top of the field <coughs> and then put back on at the gate when they leave. They very rarely take the ball out for walks with Willow now because she is very, very protective over the ball and haven't done for a while. Nikki quite often would put her phone on loudspeaker when talking. The dog was found very close to the bench and the harness. The harness was found on the floor. Floor, I, I think she means ground. Not on the bench. Nikki is an incredibly strong swimmer. Nikki drove to school and then left her car there and walked to the river. The dog was dry when found. The dog has since been back to the area. This is something police did do. They brought the dog back and with some behavioural assistance wanted to see would the dog react in a certain way, lead them somewhere, give them some kind of inkling we we don't know if any of that um, led to anything there's CCTV at the back of the caravan park the only camera that isn't working is the one that would have seen everything on the pathway <coughs> I would kind of slightly dispute that. I think we're now learning 16 days in that there's actually a number of blind spots and areas around that location that, you know, actually don't do a great job of covering everything. Uh, in the area and, and people moving around it as, as Nicola would have done on her double back journey taking Willow for a walk <coughs> excuse me um, there's been an awful lot of talk about one particular camera this is actually it red circle there's actually two cameras there one points in one direction there's another camera pointing more towards this area, which is the area where the bench, the bench, sorry, is slightly east, as it were, to the left of where this pic, uh, picture is taken from. Um, it was described as broken, uh, 
that's a regular thing I find in in cases like this, where p uh, police look to see uh, to to check CCTV camera and then find half the time they're either atrocious quality camera footage has been overwritten or the, the just the cameras aren't properly working February the 3rd Lancashire police say they are working on the hypothesis that she may have fallen into the river where superintendent Sally Riley urges against speculation but said it was possible that an issue with her dog may have led Nicola to the water's edge I <coughs> it's exactly that it's a hypothesis I, I, I you know possible and issue and you know it's just it seems just plucking hypothesis out of the stars <coughs> she urges the public to look out for items of clothing Nicola was last seen wearing and gives an extensive list this is obviously if she went in the river and clothing became detached as it were from the body that if they were found that would give them a fuller indication yes she went in the water Nicola's friends also share heartfelt appeals via television interviews including Emma White who tells the BBC that Nicola's daughters were continually asking where she was February the 5th private search team specialist group international SGI for short led by an expert in forensics Peter Folding are drafted in to search the river with advanced sonar equipment the team offered its services free of charge after liaising with Nicholas family they begin their search on Monday February the 6th but don't initially find anything Emma White a friend of Nicola disclosed to media that she was aware from police efforts to gather telephony data from uh, to gather telephony data that the Fitbit watch had not been synced to the phone since Tuesday February the 24th I'm going to talk about more about that later <coughs> Um, just to clarify on this whole SGI and Peter Foley it was the family who became aware of Peter Folding and his work and the SGI team in previous cases I actually think if I'm not absolutely certain I believe Peter Folding's SGI team were also involved many many years back with the April Jones case in Wales uh, and he's been involved with quite a number of uh, you know reasonably well publicized uh, cases uh, so he's done he's dealt with multiple police forces across um, England <coughs> again we'll deal with the Fitbit watch shortly February the 6th Mr Falling tells Good Morning Britain we saw our down river on the tidal area right the way down about four miles we could see nothing down there that's not what I would call the hot spot really today we are going to be doing the area originally where Nicole's phone was found I must state that day that area was searched by professional police divers and nothing was found which is highly unusual <coughs> again he's stressing that um, the afternoon that 
Nicola went missing, the the river, the immediate area where it was suspected she might have went in the water, it was actually searched. You know, there, there's been talk of that. that no, that wasn't done until days later. Why did they wait that, that long? He has confirmed himself that it was searched. And people, local residents, say they saw boats in the river and there was a search done. February the 8th, Mr. Falding tells media that his STI team has concluded their designated operations for police and that he does not believe Nicola is in any body of water whereas diving and sonar teams have searched. It's important to stress. STI searched assisting police, Lancashire police, where they were instructed to search. They didn't come in and just say, Screw yous, we're searching here, we'll search where we like. They were under instruction from Lancashire Police as to which areas they could assist and search, and that's what they did. He reiterates that it is the most baffling missing person case he and his team have ever been involved with throughout the UK, with various local and regional police forces. Police search teams shift their water searches close to the mouth of the river wire as far east as Morecambe with the possibility that Nicole's, Nicola's body has washed farther downstream than first expected. Police warn members of the public not to turn up at St Michael's wire location as tourists to sightsee and legally trespass or enter abandoned properties around the area that the police have already searched days ago. February the 9th, the police investigation while still focusing their main hypothesis on the accident and Nicola entering the water begin to concentrate more resources on tracking 700 drivers they have identified on CCTV passing through the nearby motorway and the village roadways and vehicles parked in the area close to where Nicola disappeared on January the 27th. They accept that they cannot still rule out that Nicola Buller, Bully did leave the area on January the 27th but as yet she has not been detected or it proven with evidence that she did leave the area. The combat and influx of case tourists entering the wider area police issued dispersal orders on several members of the public for trespass and antisocial behaviour particularly in relation to abandoned and derelict buildings. The water and riverbank search has expanded to areas downstream close to Fleetwood and Morecambe where the river mouth eventually runs out into the Irish Sea. <coughs> this is the river mouth here and you can see the vast uh, expanse of area uh, you know that they're that they're dealing with but why they're down there I don't know. Um, before before I move from this, I want to just touch, I haven't got it in the timeline, but I want to touch on something that has come up as well in the media, but more so social media. <coughs> Again, apologies, excuse me. Um, there is a case on the River Wire that dates back to 1978. And it concerns a 16-year-old, Roger Jones, who had an accident on a motorbike. 
went into the river and it took eight weeks to find his body. Again, 1978. And I've seen an awful lot of people make reference to this. I, I, I presume people who want to say, well, yeah, the most probability is that Nicola did um, somehow enter the river, uh, was incapacitated, drowned, and look, give it time, they'll eventually find her. That may well be the case. <coughs> but it is ridiculous to make any assertions and comparisons to that case for a number of reasons. A tragic case, though, it was Roger Jones in 1978 was a 16-year-old on a motorbike. He was catapulted in an accident from that motorbike directly into the river. His body suffered injuries in that motorbike accident. It was more than 40, what, 40, where were we, 44, 45 years ago. The river wire has changed considerably, not as a river, but structures, bridges, embankments have been put in place, something that would catch a body. The search teams in 1978 have had nothing compared to the kind of search equipment and capability that they have nowadays. But more importantly, Roger Jones entered that river considerably further upstream, much further away, several kilometres up, which would have taken his body longer to flow down and with a hell of a lot less obstructions at the time so I, I think when that case is cited that needs to be considered in mind I'm not going to say any more on that <coughs> a 55 year old witness goes public and reports to news media that on the morning of Nicole's disappearance Nicola's disappearance they notice a tatty, shabby red van parked outside a barn on a, a parked outside a barn on Hall Lane. They initially reported to police, but had to again report it to them on Friday the third of February. Until now, police have made no specific mention of this red van in public statements and media addresses. I might just qualify that that um in the last 48 hours they have started to mention it and that they're looking at it and they're examining it so just to qualify that since I, I wrote this probably the tent a second witness also confirms the presence of a red van which looked out of place and familiar but present in the area of Nicola's disappearance at 9.40 a.m. in Hall Lane this may well be the first sign that Lancashire police have been following a definite and different line of inquiry to what they have previously reported and why there has been an emphasis on vehicles on the motorways and village. We are at that critical stage now where in this investigation when Lancashire police need to be very very clear on their investigation and their real suspicions if any outside of the main line. Please provide not new updates on the case Sorry, uh, no, that should read. No new updates on the case were February 11th. 
uh, on Channel 5 broadcasts uh, in the UK, a 75-minute documentary uh, highlighting the case. It goes more into detail with an interview with uh, Por Ansel, um, the, the partner. Um, this uh, this image again. This just by the way, the, the mention of the van. This is Hall Lane again. I'm struggling with this because this is where Hall Lane is. This mention of this shabby, tatty um, old van. Uh, it's on the other side of the river, lower field, upper field here. This is the entry access point. They believe nickel used and it goes back to this increasing public belief of oh, it must be abduction how do you abduct a person walking a footpath in this area and manage to get them back to some sort of vehicle parked down here without nobody noticing on a busy road and we'll look at that more, the, the A586, which runs through the uh, village. You know, we're going to look at the abduction theory. You can't decide it must be abduction and then play a conspiracy bias and only look for things that might support that. So a, a, a suspicious red van. I, I, I don't even what a suspicious red van looks like. Does a, a red van goes, hey, everybody, I'm suspicious. You know, I'm standing this way. Or a person can look suspicious or behave suspiciously. How the hell does a van look suspicious? Maybe they mean how it was parked unusually uh, illegally or something like that I don't know I have looked at Google Maps I have picked out no less than six vans or cars that are red in this area in recently taken photographs from late last year into this year the place is full of red vans and red cars you know we need to be sensible here if we're going to go down a road of abduction just like the police have to prove a case of falling in the river social media people need to be able to properly outline a sensible and plausible idea of abduction how does that take place we're going to look at a little bit of that shortly in fact let's look at that now uh, because we're going to look at the regular access and departure point that nicola took whenever she walked her dog she rarely used another exit point let's take a look at that now so this is the only path out of this whole area that's not covered by a cctv camera so if she came out of this way where did she go at this point if you turn round and look here 
It's a busy road. Hundreds of cars were going past here at nine o'clock on a Friday morning. And since then, the police have tracked 700 vehicles going past at the time Nicola went missing. As with all missing person cases, they gained significant traction and attention with various mainstream and social media. There's been far too much speculation with this case. Most of it is completely unhelpful and worse, a hindrance to the formal police search and investigation. As with all police investigations, whether a missing person or a criminal investigation case, and remember, officially, this still remains a missing person case. The following should be borne in mind. The general public, be it through social media, mainstream media, forums, have absolutely no automatic right or personal entitlement to ongoing or gathered information and potential evidence that may later be required for a formal investigation, coroner's inquest, public inquiry, or subsequent criminal charges on a case that might be brought. And I'm not even suggesting that that's, the, that's, that's going to happen here. No entitlement. Zero. Nada. Nothing. The only people who should have access to all information are the people working on the case directly involved and family members. Even journalists have to operate under strict codes of ethics on what can and can't be reported. And even with investigations with active officers and family members, there are levels of need to know information as it filters down and is released before ever reaching the public forum. As examples, an officer carrying out door-to-door inquiries, as I know has happened in this case, or a diver in a river search, or a mountain rescue team, or a police officer acting as a family liaison officer, or an administrator drafting a, a public release for media on behalf of the police, is not going to be fully aware of all the fluid and moving parts of an investigation higher up. If you're wondering why watching Superintendent Sally Royley in every press conference seems to be saying one thing and yet describing actions by the investigation team indicating another. Well spotted. But that's our job as a senior superintendent. To ask for the public's assistance but carefully protect the integrity of the active investigation and where it might eventually lead. She's not incompetent. She's actually doing a, I say a superb job. Maybe I question that. I have some issues now with the way this is starting to develop. Of carefully choosing and crafting awards for the press and public. That's what police do. They carefully craft their words. They're thought about. They don't just rattle off randomly in press conferences. But unlike the press and public, hanging on our every word, she too will have to explain and justify every action our investigation team took, in this case, to our bosses, on the resources and costs involved, any missteps, a potential case to a coroner if a body is found for a misadventure, 
on a case to the Department of Public Prosecutions if a criminal case is ever brought and required for evidence of nefarious actions. <coughs> me. And I also include also accountable to the family asking questions. The press and public will be forgiven for running scurrilous clickbait articles every day that the public racing for information to unload their precious opinions and fantasy theories based on nothing. Sally Royley doesn't have that luxury like the rest of us mere mortals. I would ask all to consider the following details of this case. And I've seen this an awful lot of times asked. I saw it as far back as, oh goodness me, cases of that I've covered. Trevor Dealey. I haven't tro- uh, covered the Madeleine McCann case. It's not a case I'm touching. Um, another one, Summer Wells, ain't touching it. Um, I know cases that I just am not touching because it's so embedded in nonsense and social media. But why do certain cases garner more attention in the UK? And, and one can extend that to the US as well. Every part of the world. You know, th- th- there's a reason. Here's the way it is. This case has started as a missing person case. It's still officially a missing person case. You would be staggered by the statistics. I can speak for Ireland. I can speak for the Netherlands. I can speak for the US. I can speak for the UK. I'm sure it's the case in many countries. There are many, many people every day who go missing for whatever reason. If you're asking why does one case get more precedence in the media than another, it's generally because most of those missing person cases get resolved very soon. Within hours, even if there's a public or police announcement, or within days. We hear about the cases that stretch on for days and days. And when we have those cases, they garner public interest because the families and the police are continuing to escalate the public profile of those cases to a system. That's why we hear about certain cases more. It's nothing to do with whether a person is of one Caucasian or another, or is from this community or that community. It's about seriousness of case, need for further public assistance, family involvement, and where there are, as in this case, curious and odd matters that don't fit with normal look people go missing and guess what shock horror people go missing and despite what you might think most of them are found within hours and within days we only hear about the cases where something is not quite right 
or somebody has been missing for a substantial amount of time. Don't underestimate what the police investigation knows after 14, I think we're at 16 days now, but it's not made public. Don't assume that the police investigation team are not baffled by why they have not found Nicola's body after the initial 48 hour river search, but there is a reason why they are still there. How many clowns and trolls did we hear in a case I covered? The Gabby Petito case in the US. Insisting that Brian Laundrie was not in the Florida Reserve Park before weeks later his body was found exactly in that area. Don't assume that privately the Lancashire Police don't already agree with the SGI's Peter uh, Folding and his frustration. I know Peter is frustrated with what he's been involved with and what he's seeing from his perspective. I can't speak for Peter. I can't speak for the Lancashire Police. But don't assume Peter Folding of the SGI is privy to every scrap of evidence the police have stripped and gathered from device communications that may tell them categorically that Nicola Bully is still at that location. Mobile phone and Fitbit wristwatch. Peter, with all respect to him, runs a company, a diving operational uh, searcher, search planner. He understands to a degree forensics in a case. He's helped out in many missing person uh, murder cases as well. But he's not a telecommunications expert. He's not a police officer. He's not in on the top end of this police investigation team. I want to. I mentioned it earlier, and I want to say it now. Fitbit watches are generally sync paired by Bluetooth to a phone device, and regularly update data to the phone every ten to fifteen minutes. I think if it's working correctly. What you may have missed. And this is the thing that people comment socially, you know, on this case. But I see so many people commenting and jumping to assume when they've missed so many aspects of this case. I don't expect everybody to do the in-depth research that I've done. But I see it all the time when people jump in on comments. I've seen so many times. I, I've even done it, I think, once in this uh, piece where I've referred to Paul Ansel as the husband and I had to correct myself he's the, a partner that's the point I've seen that so many times on social media where people want to comment on something on basic very basic details of the case they're completely oblivious but hey they've got an opinion Emma White who's a friend of Nicola, disclosed to media on the 5th of February, it's like a week ago, that she was aware from police efforts to gather telephony data that the Fitbit watch had not been synced to the phone since Tuesday, January the 24th. This is an uncommon with pair of Bluetooth devices and it's possible that Nicola wasn't even aware that our devices were synced on the morning of her disappearance. 
Nicholas Spaniel's dog never left that location when found by the bench. The dog would likely have tried to follow her if she wanted to disappear or she was abducted, but did not. From what we now know from the local businesswoman who found Nicholas' dog and phone, uh, Willow, couldn't after 9.33am because the finder tied the dog up and left the scene. Yeah. I mean, make of that what you want. Police now need to publicly confirm that the dog was tied up, as some media have reported, or not, when they eventually were alerted and arrived at the scene. And if it was, by whom and for what purpose and intentions? A more to the point... Why police were not alerted until more than 75 minutes after the first find of a stray spaniel dog and a mobile phone abandoned on the bench at 9.33am. There was no reported commotion or noise reported by other dog walkers in that nearby vicinity. We need to also consider how would a potential abductor get a fit 45 year old woman to a car or some kind of vehicle after a struggle, a force, gunpoint, knife point to a vehicle that would have to be parked reasonably close by. What? What did they do? Dragger? Carrier? I mean, if you're as fascinated with the abduction theory and the lack of a discovery of a body in the river after so long, do you not need to start asking yourself why are not more fascinated by the lack of signs of a struggle or a body dumped and found in the undergrowth nearby? Let alone the river. The 10 minute window for such an act without attracting attention from someone seems far too small. How would you get Nicola from that river walk to a vehicle I'm sure under, if you're abducted, you're under protest, you're not going willingly. But somehow, you get her to a vehicle and no one sees you. Nothing. There are really only three viable scenarios here in this case that fit some of the limited available evidence. And with a considerable stretch on some, I grant that. Nicholas somehow lost her footing and fell down the bank into the river and became incapacitated sometime after 9.20am or before 9.33am when the phone was at the bench. I think it's reasonable to conclude it can't have been close to 9.33 because you would hear somebody splashing around in a river like, you know, and this is the problem. Could this have happened when Nicola was attempting to refit the brace harness and lead on the dog on the return journey back down the river bank from the upper and lower field without anything else to prove otherwise this remains the most plausible possibility despite the lack of a body unless any further evidence comes to light to dispute this scenario and i think that's where the police are unless there's actually evidence of something else what are you going not having a body or somebody uh, who saw her actually fall in the river is not evidence of itself that means we can eliminate this possibility. You know, this case is a classic 
it's a classic case of both police in their primary belief and I agree with many people far too quick to jump to it and the public with their various wild speculations falling into the trap of a lack of evidence is not evidence of itself Nicola entered the water this is scenario 2 Nicola entered the water by her own actions, leaving her partner, two dogs, two daughters, dog, and a good job. This seems less plausible than an accident without any supporting evidence on lifestyle and the choice of riverbank location does not appear to fit with a deliberate act of drowning. Again, there's no evidence of personal motive publicly known to support this scenario. Please don't get me even into the nonsense of oh they, they had four companies and he had four companies and two were dissolving please i've been down that road before i do scammer scam baiting stuff i know you know how companies operate how you have to don't don't even go down that road you're just looking for conspiracy bias that supports your belief. Nicola abandoned her dog, phone and current life and somehow managed to exit the riverbank pathway without being seen and with or without the help of someone else. And despite national media attention, now international, has somehow managed to remain incognito all this time. There's no evidence to support this scenario and by now, two weeks later, police would have had some evidence, motivation or inclination from lifestyle that this was still a possibility maybe they have maybe they just haven't disclosed it to us i don't know this seems the least likely of all three possibilities if you wanted to disappear why take the dog with you to complicate matters why take a traceable phone and fitbit watch why take and interact with people that morning over the critical half hour or so to disappear from the school run to the riverbank any evidence of a third party sighting of Nicola somewhere else after 9.30pm so far is absent from this case. No witness of a struggle or noise. The initial behaviour of the dog staying at a single point without attempting to follow her away from the area. You know, leave scenario 3 or full abduction case difficult to support. But that doesn't mean those scenarios still need to be eliminated but it can only be eliminated with evidence you can't run with them and go off disappear you know chasing off down a blind alleyway going no this must have happened that she must have been abducted it doesn't work that way you must have evidence not coulda woulda shoulda uh, yeah but no but um and a load of what about we? I think it's clear that the investigation team is now trying to fully eliminate scenarios 2 and 3 to be certain another full scale river search next week that will be the Valentine's week February 13, 14 downwards is still warranted in mid-February but like the private firm SGI who ended their active involvement on Wednesday February the 8th even the police search teams are going to reach a point soon 
when they are going to suspend day-to-day -day active waterway searches without new evidence and that includes the searches at the uh, Markham Fleetwood and right down to the Irish Sea and the uh, wires um, running to the, 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 the delta flow into the sea. And that is the point when Lancashire police will have to substantiate any further water searches and the reasons underpinning their wider searches beyond the area to the general public. As much as the public want to help, they're also not mugs. I, I get that. I understand that. They can see the continued police contradictions, unlikely scenarios, and yet the police keep pushing for public lines of inquiry which seem completely and utterly adverse to the primary scenario presented the accidental drowning what evidence if any made police focus on scenario one from the outset and initially to the exclusion of any other publicly only then will we know the evidence or undisclosed line of inquiry the police are still pursuing or lines of inquiry that they have not made public is there any significance in the fact that by day 14 of the search Day 14, day 16 actually now. Day 16 of the search, police have yet to disclose specific ping data timing from Nicola's mobile phone. And when exactly the Fitbit watch was last updated to the phone. What specific time did the Fitbit go out of Bluetooth range of the phone? And if it has been any use at all. It is even possible there was a data Fitbit upload to the paired phone after 9.20 a.m. or at least a failed ping connection logon attempt if the device wasn't synced since Tuesday, January 24th. Remember, I've already stated that according to Nicholas friend Emma White, that Fitbit was not synced on the morning of January the 27th. If all the telephony and communication data categorically supports the police's conclusion and scenario that Nicola went into the river sometime between 9.10 and 9.20 a.m. Then why would police not, at least at this stage, offer up this evidence to counter the wild online speculation and criticism of their focused river search? <coughs> So what needs to happen now? Please need to conclude their day-to-day -day water searches as soon as possible and present publicly the reasons and evidence, if any, why they pursued a 16-day or longer water search to restore both family and public confidence and trust in their operational investigation. They need to also demonstrate practically that they are open and thoroughly investigating all other lines of inquiry if they have not already. That includes explaining why and what evidence they will glean from tracing and speaking to the drivers of 700 vehicles on a motorway and local village roads heavily trafficked from the location of a riverbank, meaning scenario number one, accidental drowning. What possible witness evidence could these drivers add to a case of accidental drowning when they were not near the immediate area? or cannot witness the event. Police, while focusing on a 10-minute timeline, also need to be more publicly open about the sequence of events. The final female witness involved, who discovered the dog and bench scene. What 
that witness finder did or did not do at the time. Why and when did direct communications to them actually begin that morning from 9.23, 10.50am when this case finally progressed to a missing person case? While the general public is not entitled to sensitive information, I do believe and trust. I do, I, I do believe that trust and confidence in the police investigation will be better restored if greater clarity is provided by them into the more critical window of 75 minutes after Nicholas' dog and foam were found. Why was the lady who found Nicholas Spaniel Willow and phone on the bench more concerned at the time about securing the dog than the actual whereabouts of its owner. Why and with what did she tie Willow up with? The dog lead found or something else she already carried with her? I can understand finding a stray dog in a, a park, a riverbank, but an abandoned phone on a bench as well. This did not alert to something being odd. How long did the lady find her actually wait for the owner at the riverbank to return after tying up Willow and then going home for this appointment, imminent appointment? One minute? Two minutes? Ten minutes? She leave immediately? Why did she contact her daughter-in-law first and not the local police? Who else visited her past that bench area during those 75 minutes until police were alerted. Has the phone been forensically examined for fingerprints? If in the coming days there has been a substantive shift in lines of inquiry, and I believe there will without compromising sensitive information, then that must be stated publicly in police press conferences. And if they now believe there is less likelihood Nicola Bully's life ended in the Wire River, on the morning of January 27th, then they must state that belief categorically and as categorically as they believed she did many, many days ago. Only then will many contradictions be eliminated in this police investigation. To conclude, my thoughts remain with the family and friends of Nicola Bully and that they will soon have some resolution in this case. Thank you again. Like, subscribe, share, click the notification bell. Um, look, I'm going to be very clear, as I've already said at the outset here. I'm not doing an update on this case again, unless there is very significant information. Uh, I don't do what other YouTubers do, where, you know, I, I'm not interested who had what for breakfast. And that that should turn into an hour long, you know, live YouTube uh, video. It's not the way I work. I've explained at the outset how this works. I will update you if there's any significant development on this. And I'll, I'll kind of do a radio spoil short or something. And it will be that. It will be short. Thank you. This took a while. I try to be as thorough as possible. God bless. Take care. We'll see you again soon.